So before we get started, please take a minute to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter at iShipItPod. You can also visit us on our website, iShipItPod.com, or email any questions or comments directly at iShipItPod, or to, uh, to us, to us at iShipItPodGmail.com. Every time I say this, I feel like Alexi Darling from Buzzline. <laughs> You can email me at darlingalexinewscom.net or you can page me at... But if you are feeling supportive and you want to help us grow, you can donate via PayPal, shop our Amazon affiliate link, or buy us a coffee. And last but certainly not least, please rate and review us on iTunes and tell your friends that you ship it. Pretty please. Thor ate a lot of Pop-Tarts in these fanfics. It is a hot garbage fire. Do you not know what sex pollen is? I mean, phantom seed... What? <laughs> I don't care. I ship it. I don't care. Hello there, geek girls and geek boys and geeks beyond the binary. This is Emily J with the I Ship It podcast, your safe space on the internet for fan fiction and fandom and all that stuff you've been pretending you're not reading on your phones. Hello, everyone out there in geek world. I am joined once again by award-winning actress oh. Chelsea. Oh. <laughs> our favorite co-host and guest star <laughs> yes uh thank you thank you for having me i mean it is award season so i had to to bring up the fact that you were just i, I guess so <laughs> <laughs> i thought about doing that all day did you really <laughs> yes <laughs> Like, oh, I can't wait to introduce her as an award-winning actress. Uh, yeah, and by award-winning, she means one theater yes. in Portland presented you with a trophy. Yes, with an award, <laughs> yes. which when I was up for that category, didn't fucking win, so... Yeah, but it was, shh, that was bullshit. You were the best and you <laughs> knew it. fucking robbed. <laughs> Political well, bullshit. Well, you were the only comedy up there. Everybody else was, like, you nominated know, for, like really like intense dramas exactly and but also i was nominated for a comedy in a group of only intense dramas so i, I so i guess i'm just trying to make you feel better it's not really working. i was i was no as it's like I was will saying, ferrell no, said you know as i was saying it i was like well that's what happened and then in my head i'm like chelsea that's also what fucking happened to you it's like will ferrell and jack black said you know the comedian at the oscars is the saddest man in town they never win so Mm -hmm. i mean you know you broke the mold good job i'm super happy for you (laughs) thank you uh yeah i got up there and i was like shit we're supposed to do a speech aren't we and so (laughs) i literally did not expect to win at all so i did not have a speech and so i just kind of was like thanks for letting me make you laugh fellas (laughs) everybody was like this is weird i didn't do that voice but i should have I was just like, thanks for letting me make people laugh. That's pretty cool. And everybody was like, get off the stage. (laughs) And the hook came out. I know. (laughs) I had to tap dance off stage. No, I won't won't name names, but I did think it was a bit bizarre how the winner last year legit cried like she was being handed an Academy Award. Oh, gosh. Well, apparently it meant more to you than it would have meant to me, so I I guess... I know. I know. I guess I can be a good sport about it. Yeah, that was such a moment. I remember looking at you, (laughs) looking at Adriana, and we're just like, is this happening? What is going on? What universe are we in? I really didn't think it was worth that, but... You know, like I said, clearly it meant more to her. And so, good thing that she got it. <laughs> really, I w- I'm glad those tears were happy tears because I wouldn't have want- been the one wanted to be the one holding that trophy. 
while she was still crying. While it was sad tears. Uh, No, it's funny because the show that I was in that Mm -hmm. I got that award for won zero awards (laughs) besides mine. And the other show that I stage managed Mm -hmm. that was up for awards won zero awards. And so I was like, you know what? (laughs) I'm the anomaly here. Like, but well, you know, something like, must have been really good about my like eating popcorn on stage that was, really it was, set me apart from what they apparently thought was a not award worthy <coughs> show. It was really great popcorn eating. And I've one seen, night it was chicken. Oh. Did I tell you that closing closing matinee, I pulled out just a really cold piece of chicken <laughs> out of the purse. I'll set this up. I'm on stage. It's a detective <laughs> show, right? Uh, it's a detective show, and there's like this sort of like Poirot Agatha Christie scene at the end where it's like, I'm gonna tell you how we did it, and or how you did it, and who did it, and why. The and big breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, sh- like expose all the red herrings and all the little plot things you didn't catch along right, the way. Right. Um, but it was set in the 40s, and I was the only person who was in the room that was not a suspect for something. Right. So I, my director told me that I'm just going to eat popcorn and like watch this scene happen. Like this is the funniest, coolest shit I've ever seen in my whole life. And so I'm eating this popcorn, like munch, 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 look left, munch, 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 look right. Like (laughs) whoever they're addressing. And we made a joke that, um, that it would be funny if on closing night, because people like to do like pranks sometimes on right. closing night. And my director was like, mm-hmm. no pranks. I hate pranks. It's terrible. And I was like, all right. Um, but she was like, but how funny would it be if your character just pulled out a leg of chicken out of your purse <laughs> instead of pulling out popcorn and you were just eating like fried chicken? And I was like, that's the most brilliant thing you've ever said. And she was like, oh, that'd be so funny. And I said, can I do that? Yeah. And she said, I don't give a fuck. Why not? <laughs> And then she forgot about it. But I sure as hell didn't. But I mean, yeah, if I so didn't give permission. Yep, I went to Fred Meyer like five minutes before call and I picked up some chicken, put it in the fridge to keep, uh, realized I had no way of warming it back up before going on stage. So I just ate the coldest, creepiest chicken leg. The creepiest chicken leg. It was, and it wasn't like fried chicken. It was like, it was like baked chicken. So it had like skin and mm-hmm. I, it, oh yeah. I tried to pull the skin off and eat no. it. And then it just fell out of my hand, landed on a co-actress's dress. I was hoping the skin fell into the purse. <laughs> the skin fell into the purse. Like, no, well. it got, well, it got, it was worse. It got on this gorgeous, like Elizabethan dress. <laughs> And I was like, well, that happened. Oh, uh, audience went wild. All my other actors fucking hated it because no one would stop laughing to listen to what was happening in the scene. Well, and the whole stage probably smelled like fried fucking chicken. And everyone was so hungry at three o'clock on a, sa- on a Sunday. We were all oh. like, nobody ate lunch. Yeah, closing on a matinee. Bullshit closing on a matinee sucks. Fucking hate it. I resist every time. I always have to do it because nobody asks me, but... You know, mm-hmm. it's the worst. Because you're like, like, matinees are the hangover shows. They really are. They're like the show where you're like, all right, let's pull yeah. one more out. You're like, and then you come out and you've like done the whole thing, but you're like still in your stage makeup and you're like squinting in the sunlight. And you're, you're like, like, what is this? Yes, I'm done now. What? And he's like, oh, do you want to go get a drink? I'm like, it's four it's o'clock daytime. in the afternoon. Why would no. I want that? I mean, I want to go get like 
a soda. Yeah, I was like, I want a Jamba <laughs> Juice, yeah. but I don't want to go like. I mean, I'll go with you to get a get ginger hammered. ale, but like, I don't want to drink drink because it's four o'clock in the afternoon. So whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that. welcome to this fan fiction podcast where we talk <laughs> about one time fandom. I was in a play. <laughs> so now that we've gone through Chelsea's most recent theatrical endeavors, but yeah, so you go you go on strike, and then. Uh, you're like sitting there, like watching the sun go down from one window in a dressing room while you're cleaning up. You're cleaning and sweaty. Yeah, and, gross. and you're like, who's like one half of a pair of socks is like <laughs> sitting here inside a makeup caboodle? Like, what? Like, is- I swear to God, there's like eleven peds just like scattered all over the girls' dressing room. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, whose hairspray is this? Whose hairspray is this? Whose hairspray is this? We got to get this shit out of here. <laughs> and then by the time it's like nighttime you know, depending on what time of year you're doing the show, then it's like, I guess we have to do a fucking cast party now. Nobody wants to do it. No, I, like the last show I was a part of that I stage managed, I didn't fucking go. They were like, we're going to all go to Vancouver and Chelsea doesn't drive. So she's going to have to figure out a way to get home to Beaverton from Vancouver. But didn't. In the middle of the night. I was going to say, but wasn't your closing show then like afterwards they did a cast party and you came to see Swanky 1940s? music with me no that wasn't closing night that wasn't closing night. Oh, okay. that was uh closing matinee of a different weekend oh, okay. but it wasn't like closing the show okay um but yes i did ignore going out to drinks with my cast to go see swanky 1940s music with with my love courtesy of um the chair yeah courtesy of uh mr jesorsky <laughs> uh so i yeah i <laughs> i just bowed out they were like guys maybe we'll like get a pizza at the cast party because like none of us have eaten since like Fuck 11 in the morning and i was like there's not enough pizza in the world <laughs> to get me to go to vancouver with a just a vague notion of how i'm getting home while everyone else not is girl. drinking and getting trashed while i'm staying sober like, I, I don't want this. And, like, none of my, f- like, you know how you bond with specific members in a cast, like, yeah. maybe a little bit more, like, you spend more time outside right. of rehearsal yeah. together? Those, my people, they weren't going. <laughs> they had, like, conflicts. They're bouncing so out. So I was like, there, I just, I love you guys, but I'll catch you on Facebook. Like, yeah, I'll there's s- no need. We're fine. I'm fine. And they had a lovely time without me, so it was great. This has been Theater Talk. With <laughs> Welcome to and my Emily. TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming to Chelsea's TED Talk about why matinees are bullshit. <laughs> why nobody wants Sorry. theater in the daytime. <laughs> Closing matinees are bullshit. Yes. So this week, as per usual, Chelsea and I are just back from a geek girl brunch. Kind of a weird theme. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's a uh, little more of a fringe theme. Yeah, it was unconventional heroes. Yeah. Um, the I'm one they kept going back heroes. to was mm-hmm. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Uh, there's, the Tick. Yeah, The Tick. There's also, like, uh, various other Great Lakes Avengers, yeah. which are, like, kind of teen-ish, early 20s, like, quirky, offbeat Avengers. I didn't have, honestly. I, okay, let me say this. I am an officer. I had a... Sp- like mind splitting migraine the day that we met to pick theme pick themes for the year so i had no impact i had nothing to say about any of this so <laughs> you were just like not that, that, I that sounds like everyone agrees great yeah, no i mean they sent me an email they're like here's what we talked about so here's the action items just pick what you're able to do and i was like okay cool whatever um i'm really great at being a part of a team apparently <laughs> but 
I don't know that I would have fought harder for this or something else, but it was fine. We colored our own superheroes. I said fuck it to the theme and I did a Darcy Lewis cosplay because I find her to be an unconventional superhero. She doesn't get paid. Uh, And I went as a sad fandom girl as my superhero cosplay. Uh, I wore a denim jacket covered in various pop culture pins and patches. That's a dope jacket, y'all. And I explained to everyone that my superpowers were none and my money for gadgets was zero. So that's how I was an unconventional superhero. Big enthusiasm, little budget. Yeah, just tons of enthusiasm with little, uh, little results. So we have Chelsea coming back to the the Citadel. Mm-hmm. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. But you haven't been here though since like November. It's been yeah, a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. And what a theme to come back on. This is your favorite jam, right? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Did you, you pick guys. this theme? No. The best thing about it is that you picked, I this, picked this and theme. asked me to do it because you knew I would. Well, right. Okay. So I yes, of course I knew you would, but <laughs> Nothing. You're like, I'm thinking about doing this. Maybe Chelsea would Maybe be interested. Maybe Chelsea would be down. And then you were like... And I was like, yes, I'm here. I'll be there tomorrow. And you're like, no, it's not for like three weeks. So I was like, oh, no, no, oh, give me a okay, second. I have okay, to read this okay. back. <laughs> but, um, so our theme, our, our topic of conversation this week is the, uh, I want to say cult classic. I think that that's an appropriate... It's got a cult following for yeah, sure. It's an appropriate mm-hmm. thing to call it is the uh, movie Labyrinth. The 1980s puppet classic Labyrinth, starring everyone's favorite glam rock star, David Bowie. Everyone's favorite ethereal being, David Bowie. <laughs> God, just take me now. I This is my favorite movie. I love it. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> guys, I... Guys, you don't understand. I watch this movie so much. I watch it every time I'm sad. I wish everybody could see the joy that is just beaming from Chelsea's face right now. I have no one to talk about this to. <laughs> Nobody's like bringing up labyrinth in conversation, guys. It's it's true. I, I know what, bring, that's what we're here for. Nobody brings this up to me. I have no one to share this with except for you right now. And you, gentle listeners. And you, all my friends out there in the geek sphere. <laughs> geek sphere in Shipper City. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, this is my favorite movie. Uh, It has been one of my favorite movies since I was in the fourth grade. And let me tell you why. Tell me why. Because (laughs) I, at the elementary school I went to, when it was raining outside, you Mm -hmm. could either like go to like the gym and do like fucking jump roping or whatever rainy day activity they wanted to do for recess. Or... Gross. One of the teachers in your grade, because um, like they were separated by grades, like all the fourth grade teachers yeah, were next yeah. to each other, third grade teachers, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, so one of the teachers from your grade, they would take turns and rotate out and have like a movie to show mm-hmm. or like, you know, video games you could play and or like board games. And this, uh, this one fateful rainy recess that changed my life. Uh, I went over to Mr. Ayers' classroom, who was not my teacher, but Hello. was one of the other teachers, right? He also taught chess club. He was pretty cool. Uh, and he was playing this movie on the TV on one of those big carts that they roll in. <laughs> and the he was VCR playing on the this, bottom shelf. And he was playing this movie, and I was vaguely aware of what was happening. Mm-hmm. 
But then, and but I was like talking with friends or whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this music started and I turned around and I saw the glory that was David Bowie in the ballroom scene in <laughs> Labyrinth. And I think that was my sexual awakening. <laughs> the age of nine uh yeah i no there was like a moment where i was like i don't know what these feelings are i don't know what these feelings are but i'm having them and he's beautiful and this ballroom is beautiful and they're dancing and i love this song what in god's name is this movie and then i was glued to it man like you could not pull me away and recess was only like fucking like 20 minutes or something and so then i had to leave but i forgot to ask what the name of the movie was so it just haunted me for the rest of the day and i go home and i and i tell my mom i'm like hey mom uh, I saw this movie and it was pretty good. And there was a guy and he had blonde hair and it was like really like, and he had makeup and they did a dance and she had a big poofy sleeves and a dress. And my mom was like, Oh, you mean labyrinth? <laughs> I love that your mom was like, I know exactly. Yeah, what she knew exactly. Well, she was very confused. She was like, You mean labyrinth? <laughs> Why were they showing that at recess? Why is that and, funny your school? And all I could think of is that that teacher also had a love for labyrinth and he was like, Kids love puppets. Who doesn't love a good puppet? Who doesn't love a good puppet? And uh, so then we went and we rented it from Mm -hmm. Blockbuster, and uh, which is a very old-fashioned sentence. Mm -hmm. Uh, We rented it from Blockbuster, and I watched it over and over and over again. And then because I had a split parent living situation, Mm -hmm. uh, I then purchased two DVD copies of Labyrinth. Excellent. One to keep at each household. Perfect. So you never have to be separated from it. So I never had to be separated from it. Yep. No shame in that game. Yep. And so I just, uh, and then I would would watch it when I was going to sleep. I would watch it when I was sad. I would, it was just so, I loved it so much. I watched all the like special features. I learned all about how they like made the puppets. Like I was all about it. And uh, this is just such an important thing in my life. <laughs> and it's so stupid. I was telling Emily earlier at brunch, uh, I, <laughs> I have to put any potential partners I have through a test of sitting through a viewing of Labyrinth <laughs> with me. And I tell them ahead of time, it's not so much a test as, if, uh, as it is like seeing if they can take direction. because I tell them, we're going to watch this movie that's very important to me. And I don't care if you like it or not, you're going to tell me that you like it, and it's a great movie. (laughs) And 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 it doesn't matter what you think. No, it really doesn't. I said, I don't care if you hate it, you're going to tell me something good about it, and that you liked it, and it's a good movie. And your most recent ex almost didn't pass the test. Oh, he almost didn't. Yeah, my last ex, he was like... He was like, hmm, wow, that was a, I really enjoyed their use of practical sets and their non-reliance on CG or animation. And I went, yeah, it was the fucking 80s. (laughs) That's what they had. This is what they had to work with. Like, it's interesting. You're not commenting on the magic of the story. I like the forced perspective that they used for some of the sets. Nice, nice. uh, I enjoyed, you know, some of their set dressing. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it looks pretty. Tell me you like the movie. (laughs) He's like, oh, yeah, the fox is pretty fun. The fox on the dog, I like him. And I was like, good. He has a name. (laughs) He has a name and you will learn it. Sir Didymus is a noble fellow. 
<laughs> but yeah. Real dog, puppet dog. <laughs> yeah, real dog, Steve. puppet dog. Oh, I just love the unabashed use. See, here's the thing. I recognize all the flaws in the movie. Oh, yeah. I full, And I embrace them. <laughs> I enjoy them. I love these flaws. <laughs> no, yeah. The fact that it goes from like a fake like sheepdog <laughs> puppet when they need like a dog to react like comically to then immediately a real sheepdog mm-hmm. for them to like walk across the set mm-hmm. and so then good. back to a close-up of the puppet sheepdog. And they don't even and try to. And they don't yeah. even look kind of close. It's basically a real dog and a mop. It, it, it's like just somebody brushed some yarn and put a dog nose on it. That's really what it is. And it just like shakes like, oh, I'm a nervous dog. Yeah, like it's Sheepdogs are not nervous. Just, I, this not, one is. I'll say, I'm not trying to poke holes in your favorite thing in the world. No, it's, I, I <laughs> I'm a, love it. Guys, it's so I'm gonna funny. be honest here. I'm a little concerned that I'm not going to pass the Chelsea test <laughs> with the labyrinth. <laughs> like, you're going to be like, you said all these nice things, but I could tell that there was <laughs> something and you didn't say it right. So now we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. Friends can be exempt. They just have to uh, acknowledge my love and accept it. They don't necessarily have to, like, uh, live it with me. But if someone's going to be a potential, like, spouse or partner, uh, that movie's going to be on a lot. So we have to have come to, to an understanding. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, okay, then in that case, I feel like inviting you to be on a podcast where we talk about nothing but that for one whole day is, like, I passed a test there, right? This is such a relief to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I so much bottled up I didn't even Me know too. about. <laughs> Feeling relief for a lot of different reasons. I was worried I'd be down a friend by the end of the day. <laughs> no, but, no. Because I, uh, to be perfectly honest. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> watch your fucking mouth. Um, no, I did ahead. not grow up with Labyrinth. I did not you poor thing. have it in my life. It wasn't ever on or anything. I didn't know what it was until eighth grade when my English class like, I felt like I was going insane because somebody said, you remind me of, and they were going to say something else. Mm-hmm. And then somebody chimed the in. The babe? The babe. And then what it babe? was. The no, babe with the power. Was, what yes. power? The power of voodoo. Hoodoo, there were hoodoo. nine Do I people, Chelsea, all scattered around on like the second day of school when we didn't fucking know each other yet, scattered around the classroom. And it was like popcorn. Yes. It was just like. Who do you do? You do what? Remind me of the bit. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And I was looking around like I was horrified. And even the people who weren't singing it were like, ha ha, yeah, yeah, I get it. And I was like, did I, did I miss a rite of passage? <laughs> kind of. Did I, what, did I, what, what did I miss? And like nobody, they were like, it's from Labyrinth. Because like when you're 13, you have to be an asshole. When oh you, yes. Something you know something that somebody else does. You don't get to say like, oh, you've never seen Labyrinth. You're in for a treat. I'm really yeah. excited to share it with you. That's a mature thing to do. You mm-hmm. say, oh, you've never seen Labyrinth where you raised under a rock? You swine. Yes. And I was like, I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was raised by very I just, I just cultured miss, people. I just miss one thing. I just miss literally one thing. <laughs> one thing. You guys are taking my geek card away. Um, and so I didn't get my answer. I was like, it's a movie. Blah, blah, blah. Jennifer Connelly's in it. And David Bowie, you've seen it. It's all the puppets. And then, and then you have nine 13 year olds trying to explain the plot of labyrinth to you so it sounds fucking great <laughs> and i was like yeah this doesn't really sound like something that i i need to I'm get into, in on i'm yeah. okay i guess i'm okay and then about six months later because everybody was 
talking about it off and on, we had, you know, a day where the teacher didn't feel like teaching. Yep. Now that I can recognize that that's what those days are, I'm like, mm, you poor things. There was <laughs> no a day. There was no sub that day, and you had to come to school. <laughs> you were like, I don't care. We're watching this movie. Shut up. Watch it. Enjoy it. And it was Labyrinth. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> this is... And, like, I'm looking around, and, like, everybody's enthralled. And I was like, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm watching this at the right time of my life. Like, I really wasn't into it. Just going to be honest with you. That's fair. And I was like, remember thinking that I remember being 13 and reading too much into Sarah and Jareth. Yeah. And thinking like, I was like, this feels really uncomfortable because she's my age mm-hmm. and he's a grown up mm-hmm. with and we can so get to that. much. We can get to that. So much eye makeup. We will get to that. It's fine. And I was like, I just don't, I don't, I guess, I mean, true facts. When I was 13, I just didn't chip it. I was like, I, okay, uh, all right, I guess I could see it. And everybody's like swooning and whatever. And I just really felt like I was not part of the mm-hmm. party. Like I felt okay. like I had not gotten the invitation and I was not there for me. Okay. So naturally, when that's your first introduction to Taste something. to something, yeah. You're like, okay, it's a, it's a thing. I guess mm-hmm. it's like. And you don't go revisit it later to be yeah, like, maybe like, I'm you wrong. know, butterfly yeah. shrimp. I, I tried it once, doesn't my thing. I don't need to keep ordering it at every fucking seafood restaurant I go to. But, um. Chelsea's watching me like a hawk. <laughs> you, you choose your words kind, kindly there, young lady. But what? No, but so I honestly did not watch it again until last night. Okay. When uh, Jared and I rented it because I was like, I feel like I should have some basis. Because honestly, if I hadn't watched it last night, yes. this conversation would be in a very different place. Because my only interaction with it would have been... 15 years ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Longer than that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That was only the second time you've seen it? Yeah. Yes. There's one person who's unlike the other here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't feel like I. I, saying, I feel like I should have given the guest hosting over to Jer this week because uh, I did not realize this until last night, but this is a very important movie to our sexy, silent producer as well. And, uh, I mean, he's a... <laughs> Chelsea can now officially bless this union. <laughs> you passed the test, guys. I approve. I approve of this marriage. <laughs> I give my blessing. But I mean, uh, watching it, of course, it makes perfect sense why why Jer would like it. I mean, it's a lot. It, it, to just, from a, from a visual standpoint alone, mm-hmm. there's, so, <laughs> there's so much to look at. And so much, not to sound like but so much like practical stuff that went into oh call him out girl he's not she doesn't listen to the podcast yeah just bleep his name (laughs) (laughs) so sorry i love that because there's no way he'll ever listen to this but but i love it (laughs) so um so he he was right though and like there's so many it's so great to watch something with practical effects yeah you can like see the love and detail that people put into like those sets yeah. and those props and that dressing like yeah i mean it's he's like not wrong when we watched princess bride which was another one that everybody lost their shit over and i had never seen this was maybe five years ago we watched princess bride 
You've come so far. I've come so far, and I'm really starting to question my own childhood. Like, who were the people who raised me that let me get as far as I did without seeing these classics? But watching that movie and seeing the same kind of practical effects and thinking how much time and just, like, science and engineering went into these things. Mm -hmm. And and that's such a beautiful thing that doesn't happen anymore. I mean, they don't make movies like Labyrinth anymore because they don't have to... They don't because they don't yeah because they don't have to yeah they don't have to make movies like that they anymore. don't have to make movies in that way anymore right yeah and so you know so watching I was like oh I totally see why Jer would be into this because there's so much to absorb mm-hmm. and he said he watched it a lot when he was a kid and a lot a lot when he was a kid yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like I I could see being a child and being enthralled. Just like there's there's a lot to yes. look at. There's a lot to, to kind of cling to and like little things <laughs> that you can pick up on. But I did. I felt like I really missed the boat. So last night watching it, I got to kind of see it with like fresh eyes mm-hmm. and as a grown up uh-huh. and not trying to put myself in either, you know, position and just sort of like watching just watch it, it yeah. as a thing. Yes. As a thing. And I, I found it to be considerably more enjoyable. The second time around. Good. Correct answer. I'm so glad to hear this, Emily. Um, I know. And I, I feel like I said it six different times, but every new little puppet mm-hmm. became my new favorite. I love the puppets. Like, I, I the love... The little goblin puppets the are, goblin like, puppets even are, so cute. They're so funny. They're so funny and, like, ugly cute. Yeah. There's just the right amount of ugly cute. And, I mean, I did love the worm. I love the worm, and I love the fact that they're, the worm is literally a forearm-sized puppet that they, like, did all the, like, mm-hmm. mouth movement yeah, stuff with. But then, in the long shots, it's, like, the size of a it's finger just, just being pulled by, an, <laughs> by, like, fishing wire to be, like, moving its head in time with words. And they had to re... Fun labyrinth fact, guys. Uh, they Y'all had, gonna learn today. They had to... Um, they had to re-edit all of the footage of the worm because they shot it, him saying, a completely different script. Oh. It, they, he had none of those lines. Hmm. And then they like did a rewrite and they were like, yeah, that scene's kind of weird. And he's saying, like, I, I don't really like, it feels stilted and weird. So they just uh, wrote, a new, you know, wrote new lines mm-hmm. and then dubbed it in later with the voice actor mm-hmm. and then um because a puppet is just opening and closing its mouth <laughs> not making mouth shapes that are distinct <laughs> specific going words <laughs> uh they were able to just mix and match the right rhythmic mm-hmm. until it's uh till it worked please interject yes yeah, that's kind of thing in animation too so when they, they're like oh this joke isn't working they won't just, you know, write a better joke. A lot of times they'll write a joke that fits the exact syllable count. <laughs> because the yeah. So oh, simple. that's cool. Have to match up all the I mean, I never, think, I never think about this stuff. I never yeah. think about this stuff. Back, back to my hidey hole. <laughs> <laughs> this is one not going to be able to stay quiet for. I love it. It's fine. No. It's, it's like, ooh, we should have had three mics. So <laughs> <laughs> this is really a three mic game. Well, we were watching it last night. And at the beginning, of, I was like, you know, I mean, I, I watched it a ton of times, and I can't imagine, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't have that much to say about it, and I didn't shut up. I think she heard yeah. me 30 seconds in the film. <laughs> well, I was like, I, I, was like, I would love to have you, yeah, I would love to have you interject stuff and, you know, share your thoughts and feelings on the film if it's so important to you. 
you know, on the podcast. And he's like, I don't think I have that much to say about it. I just liked it when I was a kid. Literally talked and like filled me with like trivia and, you know, commentary the entire time. And it was great. Normally I hate when people talk through movies, but this really did enrich my viewing of Labyrinth. And it was an informed viewing. Yes. Yes. It was like like a pop-up video, but not yes. annoying. Yes. I love it. And uh, and he didn't mind that I made comments such as when Jareth first arrives. Mm-hmm. And I just went. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, exactly. <laughs> I can do me for fuck's sake. <laughs> what an entrance. <laughs> Just that hair. Can't say you didn't have flair. <laughs> oh mean, my gosh. The man commanded a room though and then, in that outfit. And Ooh. then yeah, and then later on, like when he's wearing like the white pants. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh David. <laughs> those pants. <laughs> Those pants are a part of my heart, like my heart and soul, though. He was wearing those pants. He, those pants did not wear him. He, he wore those wore pants. Wore those pants. He sure can wear a pair of pants. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, especially really tight spandex just, ones. My God. I was watching, I was like, this is just like, and I don't say this to be like the way we used to say gay, but I'm like, this is the gayest thing I've ever seen. Like, this is just pure homoeroticism, just blossoming from every pore of David Bowie. It was just so perfect and so fabulous and wonderful. But the, yeah, the first time I saw it, I was just Because <laughs> he's so, I mean, he's, he's so silky. <laughs> and he's and he's got another man's arms moving all those crystals. And he's just... So much going on there. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. And, like, it takes... It, I feel like on a first viewing, it would take a little bit to like buy what Jareth is selling in this movie, <laughs> buy what Bowie that's, is selling. Yeah, I mean that's because it's thing. really it's, like he's like, "What said is said." What's going on? I'm not saying I didn't try to learn how to contact Juggle because of Labyrinth, but I'm not going to say how many <laughs> months, <laughs> months, uh, years I might have spent on. <sighs> God, if only I had the dedication. I I would. I would do it. I would learn. Now, I don't know for if this is a fact, factual fact, but David factual Bowie's fact. acting career is pretty much Labyrinth and then... Fictional Nikola Tesla. <laughs> fictional Nikola Tesla in Christopher Nolan's The Prestige. Uh, also a cameo in Zoolander. Okay. When he judges the runway walk-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, there was a movie of Ziggy Stardust. Okay. Or like a visual album, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's a movie. Uh, my love for Bowie, I feel like I should know more of this. Say, but like to say that he carefully curated the roles that he selected, <laughs> I feel like it's an accurate... Yes. Just, just, it's, a, it's a true fact mm-hmm. that he did not just take what was thrown at him. <laughs> No, and he nor would he have. He to. worked on like multiple. Lo- he wrote all the music mm-hmm. for that. I knew. Yeah, he wrote all the music, and like I've seen videos of him like writing and recording uh, the underground song and everything. And it's he's like going to church with it. I love it. I'm full of absolute garbage. He's had a very very. Yeah, he wrote a whole bunch. Oh, wrote it. Sorry, writing a whole bunch. 
writing a whole bunch, yeah. performing in not as much? I don't is think so. Is that what we've learned from IMDb? Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Jerry will be back with a report on that. But As an actor, 125 credits, but those are probably mostly music videos. Yeah, music videos oh, are like music videos. playing himself. Mm-hmm. Video, video, video. Yeah. He's yeah. done a few things. All right. But I mean, two, two of the biggest roles that we recognize him yeah. are Jareth and Nikola Tesla. <laughs> and that's a pretty great legacy to leave behind. Did you know they almost uh, offered the role of Jareth to Michael Jackson? Did Jareth no. tell you that? No. Did you know that? That it almost went to Michael Jackson? Oh, God. Like I would like to thank God think and of also that movie. and think also of that movie. Jesus that that didn't happen. Yeah, because I was already feeling when I was thirteen kind of skeeved out. This was at the heart of this major Michael Jackson skeeve. Mm-hmm. Even the Twin Peaks movie that seems pretty fitting. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. That is good. So um, that would have been horrific, but thank God. <laughs> Thank God Bowie stepped up and yeah. gave us the Jareth we deserved. Mm-hmm. And but, the music we deserved. And the music we deserved, of course. I fucking love that music. But no, you said that, you know, you heard the music and you heard like the, or you saw him first and whatever when you first saw it and you were like, what is this? I'm enthralled. Mm-hmm. Um, when he departed this earthly plane. Yes. I don't know that he's human, so I don't want to say that he died. He, I feel, he transcended. Yes, I feel like he's he's really he's moved on to the next yeah, level. He's just he's just leveled up. He's just you know shucked his his earthly bonds, <laughs> gone home, and uh, somebody was every you know everybody was doing tributes to him and talking mm-hmm. about him and everything. And uh, the one thing I heard that I thought was so great was that he's he had this uh, what you call like actual palpable charisma, mm-hmm. where somebody said they were at like a benefit or a dinner or something and. He was on the guest list, but he wasn't performing or anything. And mm-hmm. he was just, you know, and he's like, he walked in in the back and he's like, he could see from like the entire room. Like, it was just like, oh, I think David Bowie's here. And you like, it was just this, it. like, he, 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 he said, he said, you could feel how the energy in the room changed. And that's what, like, he's like, I'd never experienced true charisma before. And he was just walking in to sit down at dinner and the entire room, like, started vibrating at a different level. And I feel like he definitely brought that to the role of Jareth. <laughs> You're damn straight. <laughs> damn straight. Caught my four-year-old. Four I meant fourth grade. <laughs> caught my fourth grade uh, attention from across the room talking about, you know, fucking Pokemon cards or whatever we were talking about. Enough to <clears throat> enrapture me and take um, over my life. Take <laughs> over my life. But I have some kind of broad strokes questions for you. I got the answers you seek. Now, you and I have been to set many a con. Several yes, a con. Several a con. Together And I know that, like I said, it's a cult classic and it's one that is constantly cosplayed. Yes. And a lot of fan art is done for it. Yes, a lot which of, I have so many of. I know. I have so much of. More than you've seen. I have some that have been yet to put up. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of fan art. There's clearly a ton of fan fiction. There's all sorts of things. Why do you think it has kind of resonated and has such a stronghold still? I mean, it's... 33 years old now. Mm -hmm. Why Um, do you think it's like has that lasting power, especially in like the geek community? uh, One, because they built out a rich world. Like they made, they did some heavy world building. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think things with a lot of uh, 
either lore or uh, you know rich details of the world that you're inhabiting in a piece of media. Um, I think that tends to have more staying power than like let me tell you a story about two people in a room and it's a very intriguing and enthralling story about these two people in a room but that's maybe not going to have the same cult classic grab Mm -hmm. as like you know a story like this where you know you see all these different places and types of people and creatures and and plant life and you know mechanics of you know weaponry and like people are able to move rocks and like call the rocks yeah people put chickens in cannons like what is happening it's so but so besides the fact that it's like got a rich world that it's in and it's very fantastical and over the top um i think it's a really fun coming of age story Mm -hmm. like growing up like leaving your petty shit behind Mm -hmm. to like grow up and see what's really important Mm -hmm. um and so i think especially when you're a younger viewer it makes you think and that'll kind of stick with you uh the music's fantastic i think that's a huge part of its staying power right um but i don't know i feel like most of all it's just it's just got this this magic like it's almost palpable this like magic and sense in like fantasy that you don't get a lot like i feel like and it's like a it's like a whimsical fantasy mm-hmm. It's not like a serious. It's like, not like a hardcore dark. Like yeah, it's makes not you like, feel like oh, this isn't that fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> like oh yeah, there are dragons and elves and stuff, mm-hmm. but also everyone's dying and people are starving yeah. and you know right. you know this poor short guy's got to carry a ring to a volcano. Sucks like for him. Yeah, like this he's going through some stuff. Like you know, it's it's got it's got whimsy. It's yeah, it's a whimsical fantasy that still has stakes. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just, like, fluffy, like, we're taking you on a tour of this, you know, underground mythical labyrinth world. Mm -hmm. Um, There's still stakes to be had. Um, And, yeah, I just... I think a lot of people feel like it's it's a place they can go back to. Like... This film is like something that they can go back to and become reimmersed in this like world where anything is possible. Every everything is possible, yeah. but uh, there's not there's not so much like the pain and suffering, right? Like. It can be dark and it can be like creepy, but it's not it's not cruel. I feel like it's it's dark, but not in a way that like the never ending story is dark, where yeah, there's like yeah. the pit of <sighs> god awful despair or whatever. Yeah. And another another movie that I only saw once and mm-hmm. I'm not a huge never ending story person, but like I I see the appeal and I get mm-hmm. it, but 
But I think, like, this this occurred to me last night when I was watching it, that, and I, I don't think it could have been anybody other than Bowie. Oh, definitely who not. played that part. Mm-mm. And I think if it had been anybody other than Bowie, it would have kind of crossed that line into silly and campy. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because... It could, I feel like it could have either gone silly and campy or, like, very creepy and predatory. Yeah. yeah. And I think that he kind of walked just a fine enough line. And he played that part with so, like, so seriously. Mm-hmm. While still, I mean, to wear that costume and that makeup and that wig, which I was like, that was a hair extension. The chair's like, what if he just did that to it's his hair? It's a full wig. It's not just extensions. <laughs> that is a full like, wig. What if he just showed up to set and like, he's like, oh yeah, I grew this out and then I, I did this too. And it. the tips are blue now. <laughs> and this is just, yeah, half of it's long, but it's not like half of it's long. Yeah. <laughs> This is just my hair now, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, the hair, the makeup, the, the swooping eyeshadow. Eyebrow. Eyebrow thing that happened. Mm-hmm. It would be very easy to write the entire movie off as like, this is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And although I am a cynic and I don't love fantasy and I had a terrible experience with this the first time, I didn't do that. And I think it's because his performance was so, like, enthralling yeah definitely so that's my take he's like his performance in that movie is honestly like so captivating to me that like when he sings the song when they're in the mc escher staircase Mm -hmm. room uh about how everything i've done i've done for you but i moved the stars for no one and he's Mm -hmm. like got this like he's got this like genuine like hurt and I always, like, get a little, like, not choked up, but I feel like, like, a, uh, Yeah. Ah, uh, he... I he, was surprised... He's got so many feelings. I was surprised by how many times I had my own feelers tugged on. Yeah. With, um, Hoggle. Yes. And, and his whole friendship complex. He just wants to be a friend, but he doesn't think he's good enough to be and a he friend. he doesn't really know how. He, no. And because he's never had one. Yeah. So he doesn't know what he's doing. And just, ugh. And when she, when she bit that peach and she said, Hoggle, what have you done? I know. I was like, no, Sarah, don't say that. He's going to have a complex. <laughs> I know. She's like, Hoggle, what have you done? And he's just like, damn you, Jareth. Oh, and damn me, too. Yeah. Because it, so it's like, sad. you're doing what it takes to survive, bud. But yeah, but you have this, you know, this new friend. and But and, there's a cost that you've never had to consider before. Consider before. Mm-hmm. And... It just like so. Hoggle broke my heart. Ludo is uh, has always been my favorite. He's so sweet. He was the only part I liked when I was a kid. He's so sweet. And just like Ludo, Ludo, so a friend, so a friend, spell bad. Um, and he can you know call the rocks. Mm-hmm. And he saved them twice. Yeah, he's like real nifty and he's, real handy. Yeah, super handy to have around. Mm-hmm. And loved him. Mm-hmm. And Sir Didymus. I mean, the friends, the little friends were so. So good. I love the friends. The friends. I mean, I think they were my favorite part, to mm-hmm. be honest. All the little friends. Mm-hmm. Sir Didymus was great. <laughs> Real dog, puppet dog, excellent steed. <laughs> um, a solid steed. A yes. solid steed. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even at the end when they were, they appeared in her mirror. Uh huh. In the bedroom when they yeah. had the party. Well, yeah, but before they had the party, and they when they're were, like, "Should you need us?" Yeah, they're like, "Should you need us?" We're here, and I think like that's that's just what. You know, every 
kid wants when they have an adventure. Like, yeah, she gets to go home and she gets to be safe, but, like, there's that feeling that she can go back if she, you know. Yeah. Um, which I think, to to lead into our topic at hand, um, the fact that it is kind of still an open ending. Oh, yeah. Um, leads itself apparently really well to fanfic. It does. Fanfic. I think it leads itself well to fanfic, for sure. Um, because it is kind of an open ending. Does she go back? Does she have this relationship with uh, like all the friends, mm-hmm. or does she close herself off and like convince herself none of it's real? And then like, does that slowly eat away at her? You know, right? Um, also, Jer pointed out something that I wouldn't have considered, but the amount of um, kind of things that you can see that J.K. Rowling took and incorporated into Harry Potter. <laughs> He was like, do you think that she used owls as message deliveries because they play such a such a role in, in this? this? And I was like, I mean, I think so. <laughs> it would make it sense. It could be. Yeah. It could be. I'm sure she watched this movie. I'm sure, you know, was mm-hmm. she's a geek and she was a teenager or whatever in the mm-hmm. 80s. would make perfect sense. There was something. There was a couple other things, too, like. Um, Hogwart. Hogwart. Yeah. For instance, I know um, how the wall, you know, kind of shifts mm-hmm. and stuff that reminded me of like Diagon Alley. Yeah, and there were just little things that just kind of I could see that being an influence. Not saying like she took, yeah, that not from saying there, she stole things, but right. yeah, being in being an influence definitely. Yeah, definitely, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, quick question for you: How, when did you start reading fanfic for Labyrinth? Um, since you've been a fan like your whole life. I don't think I really thought about it until I was in like my late teens. Did I realize that? Oh shit! <laughs> that that probably exists. So much of it. I know. <laughs> I know. And I've read most of it. <laughs> She's plumbed those depths. Yes, I have. Um, um, yeah, no, not till I was in like my later teen years did I really think about that as like a feasible option. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever have like a, a summer or whatever, where it was like, that was all you read? Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> a summer. I don't know. Yeah. I was, no, like, <laughs> should be real. Probably not a summer, probably half a school year. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's just it, stay up late at night. Like, oh, it's bedtime. Good night, mom. Good night, good night, dad. Time to get on my laptop and read as much fan fiction as I can before I pass out. <laughs> um, so good. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it's great because like I am very much of the uh some would argue problematic group of of people who are like especially with Phantom of the Opera Mm -hmm. or like you know where it's like no like he loves you love him love him (laughs) (laughs) and and I'm kind of and I was kind of that way with uh Jareth and Sarah, too, mm-hmm. where I was like, he's gorgeous. He can sing. He wants you to rule his kingdom. Like, as, this is when I'm a, this is when I'm a kid, right? right okay. I, as I grow up, I realize the problematic intentions. Okay. Um, I, say, I would like to get into that. So. Yeah, no, which I totally fully acknowledge. Um, but uh, as a kid, I was definitely just like, oh, my gosh, rule his kingdom. Be his slave. Right. Like, well, he'll be your slave right. if you yeah. do what he says. You know, that whole mm-hmm. speech. Um, and like, like girl, yes, like he's gorgeous and he's like 
very magic and he has like done everything you've asked of him like just just friggin' do it go for it he'll fuck your brother not really but like you know i really was like that baby you don't like him anyway you don't like him anyway (laughs) which is so not the point (laughs) the opposite point the movie tries to make um uh but yeah i was totally just like oh my gosh if Jareth would sweep me away. I, I, no baby wishing involved, but just like if he was just like, hey, you live here now, I'd kind of be okay with it, right? Like, um, so it, when I was a teen, I was really like, I was like, oh yes, like he's so like moody, and he, you just, he just needs someone to like teach him how to like love and stuff which like the original emo boy he's like a little sad boy i love him but he yeah and so and then as i got older and revisited like that the idea of that relationship Mm -hmm. um i definitely realized that you know age difference aside like those are not that's not a healthy way to go about a relationship yeah and like he doesn't really know how to like love really or how to you know be let alone be in a really in a relationship but to be in like a partnership right well and i think like when i mean and i have the only labyrinth fanfic that i've read is the one we're going to talk about today Mm -hmm. um but i think that like I can totally see why as, you know, a kid and as a teenager, you think that, like, oh, this is a love story. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, she's just, she should let herself be swept off her feet and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, And I just think, I mean, I always tried to identify more with Sarah mm-hmm. being that, like, she's far from home. She wants to go home. Like, yeah. And the, the thing that is trying to keep her here is always going to be, you know, the the enemy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, like, to see, and I, I was, when I was skimming, you know, the the boards looking for, I mean, I wasn't looking for this fit because you sent it right to me, but um, just kind of seeing what else was there, I was happy, very happy to see that a lot, most of the fic that was popular that was on these boards is her returning as an as adult. As an adult, yes. Because I, I, like, I, I honestly don't, I don't think, really like the, because the, I've read some where it's like, Either she comes back still as, like, just, like, a slightly older teenager or, like, she says yes and this is what happens. Like, she stays. Um, But I I don't find those as in character and I find them a little problematic. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think, honestly, like, if you had, I would have read it, but I think I would have had a a much harder time Mm -hmm. enjoying and really, like, allowing myself to get into a fic where she was still a child. Yeah. And I mean, I do think that part of the creepiness of Jareth and part of, I mean, it's the seduction, but it's also like the the red flag is that he's, I mean, he's basically like collecting children. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he steals the baby and at the, at the onset, he does want Toby, right? He wants... Uh, at the onset, he's... Doing, or is he doing all of this he's pretty to much, get her? In my interpretation, he's pretty much doing what she has asked of him. Okay. Like, he takes the child because she asked for the child to be mm-hmm. taken. And then when she, like, 
backs out immediately being like, oh, I didn't really mean that. Yeah. He's just kind of like, well, why just sucks it? to suck. Yeah. Like words, words have meaning mm-hmm. and, you know, like not necessarily teaching her a lesson, but being like, sorry, kid, you don't get everything you want. Right. Like I'm already going out of my way to give you what you want, mm-hmm. you know, and then for you to turn around and say that I'm bad for doing it is yeah. like, well, I'll show you sort of deal. I mean, I get that. I guess I didn't really think about it. Like, again, I have the... But yes, he does He does intend on... Or he does believe that Sarah will not finish Right, and the that he's going to keep Toby. And he will keep Toby. Uh, what happens to the kids he keeps is up for debate. Mm-hmm. Most people don't believe they actually turn into goblins. Mm-hmm. Uh, most... Uh, forums and uh fix that i've read uh show it being more of like a like they give them to like loving families in like the kingdom or like like other like fey families like jareth who yeah. are unable to like have well, a child or something i mean and, and the thing i really liked about this fic was that there was so much extra like Scottish and Irish lore. Yes. Which is, I you enjoy know, in this one as yes, well. Yeah. Put in there. So you do get the background of like the changelings and the fae and mm-hmm. the fairy folk and, and how they couldn't have children. So they would steal human yeah. children and leave a changeling in, in their its place. In, in its place. And I, that always freaked me the fuck out when I was a kid. Um, especially because members of my family told my mother that they thought I was a changeling because I was the only baby born with dark hair <laughs> in like the, in, like, 60 years of Sean babies. And uh, I was the only one who wasn't blonde. <laughs> they were like, she's like a little changeling baby. <laughs> I was like, fuck you guys. Don't <laughs> say that about my precious baby Don't girl. Don't say that about my baby. <laughs> it's my baby. Don't say she's a monster baby. <laughs> <laughs> she's just riddle. <laughs> Darkly complected. Um, but anyway, so the, uh, so yeah, so I think that like that added kind of thing that it was in the back of my mind that he has like, this is not the first baby that he's stolen. Yeah. Um, and that he has, you know, things that he, not like, this is going to sound weird, but like he has like a plan for what he's going to do with this he's baby. He's got a process. Yeah, he's yeah. got a process. Like, this is just kind of, you know, typical Thursday night rundown for Jareth. Um, but yeah, that 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 adds that level of, of I don't want to say like that adds that level of creepy, but it adds a level of like, of of genuine fear. For mm-hmm. me, like thinking about that is like mm-hmm. that this is like he's has stolen babies before mm-hmm. and that for whatever reason he was watching her. This is the part that I never really I, I say never like I've been experiencing this for more than 48 hours, but that I didn't really get was like how long he'd been Several other fix. That's those I can find some for you that will address such a thing like how long yeah. he'd been watching her. And the book that she reads, that was her... General consensus, he leaves her that book. Okay. Let's say, now, because I kind of thought that maybe it was, like, her mother's book? Like, her mother's play? No, it's not a play. It's a book. Okay. Um, it's... She's just... in. She's just really into fantasy, so she's right. taken to acting out... Okay. Fairy tales her, and fantasies. Because her mom is an actress. Yeah, her mom was or is. Uh, well, her mom, the gen- 
once again, the general fandom consensus. Yeah. Because there is not a lot of... Uh, right. Headcanons. Yeah. We're talking headcanons here. Yeah. The general consensus is that uh, Sarah's mother, Linda, uh, took off to become an actress leaving the family. Okay. She's not dead. She's just no longer present in Sarah's life. Okay. And, and so then, she kind of idolizes her. Right. And, like, worships her. Yes. Um, villainizing Karen, which is the name Karen. we have decided upon for the stepmother who doesn't get a name. Oh, wait, what? Her, we decided, her, like, as a fandom, her name is Karen. Oh. Yeah. That's, like, not... She's it, not... She's, she's billed as stepmother. Oh. Wow. I just took that hook, line and sinker. Yeah, because well, I started reading this before I watched the movie, and then like in the movie, like, oh, I was like, Karen. "Oh, look, it's Karen! Fucking yeah. Karen!" Yeah, no, like Fucking so many polyester shirt. If I read a fic where she's not Karen, I get thrown out. Like I get thrown off. I'm like, "The fuck is this, Jennifer? <laughs> Where's <Blech>. Karen? <laughs> get Karen back what here! What happened to Karen? <laughs> Did she's you just break such up? a Karen? Yeah, she is a Karen. She really I is mean, a Karen. You know." Not hating on Karens, but, like, that woman gives a Karen vibe. No, but, like, we've also decided as a society that, like, a name you can throw around to somebody you need to roll your eyes at is Karen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she she was... <laughs> Jennifer Conley is, like, great at being a terrible teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she was actually kind of hard to watch. I was like, God damn, you're so annoying. Like, no wonder... But that's, like, yeah, but that's, like, part of it. Because no, she that's... realizes she's, like, a yeah. shit yeah, but that's, yeah. yeah, like I said, like, it's it's hard to watch the beginning of that movie because you're like, God damn it, your parents are doing their best. You're trying here, okay? You're being a genuine asshole. Like, he's a baby. Stop picking yeah, him up and, like. Yeah, she's like, somebody took my bear from my room. Must be that baby who can't walk. <laughs> Must be that one-year-old who's stuck in his crib all in the time. In his crib, yeah. <laughs> if anything, be like, parents, stop giving the baby Stop my giving toys. my shit to the kid yeah he's gonna rip it up or whatever yeah. i get that i had younger siblings get, by its considerable margin just like sarah yeah yeah i get that too i just yeah she's it's the the, the but she yeah beginning her, of that her movie logic was, is flawed and she acts like a brat right because she's what 15 she's 15 yeah. yeah and that's who's not an asshole when they're 15 yeah she's going through all the changes my sister's 15 she's just a little brat right now right like yeah. She's Same just, yeah. I mean, she's divide, delightful. No, she's but, sweet and I love her and she's my best friend in the world. But yeah. also, I kind of hate her right now. But she's so. 15. Yeah, she's You're 15. She fine. didn't want to talk. She didn't want to move. She didn't want to do anything. <laughs> um, But yeah, so so as far as fix go, that's kind of like the accepted head can and then Karen. Yeah, yeah, Karen Karen is Karen. That he's been watching her her whole life. Not so much her, her whole life is deba- debatable, but he has been watching her prior to her getting the book yes um and so he knows her better than she knows him yes okay yes uh he i would say generally people go with the uh because at the beginning of the movie it shows owl jareth Mm -hmm. uh on this like obelisk at the park yeah like watching Mm -hmm. that's generally the accepted headcanon of how and for how long he watches her. He just watches her play around at this park, like, Mm -hmm. either growing up or, like, you know, since her mom leaves and she's, like, taken to that as, like, a refuge to play out her, you know, fantasies. Right. Um, And he's, like, intrigued by her because she has such a 
wild imagination Mm -hmm. and because she is so I don't want to say accepting but like open to the possibility of like magic and she wants magic to be real and Mm -hmm. she wants this stuff you know right and he's like he's like that's you know not something that we get a lot of Mm -hmm. anymore yeah especially in the fics that are based a lot in like Irish folklore um it's a lot of like you know people used to like believe in us and worship us and all this stuff and before uh, St. Patrick yeah and then now came along and fucked everything up (laughs) thanks Catholic Church and then now uh you know finding people who really you know would have either would have the ability to cross over if they even wanted to Mm -hmm. you know whether or not they believed or like the people who you know have like can like feel sort of magic around them like those are less and less um and so finding this girl who like is not only open to it she just wants it desperately yeah she wants to live in this world and so he's like okay i'll write a little thing for her i'll give it to her um you know that's a world she can play around in Mm -hmm. so and it's you know whether or not he sneaks in like the goblin king was in love with the girl as like an actual like come on not a come on but like saying like these are how he really feels suggestion yeah either either a suggestion or it's like he wrote this story and he didn't realize he was putting a little more Mm -hmm. personal you know thought into it than was intended um because in some fix it's like I'll bear my soul to her in this book. And one day, if she really wants to, she can get, you know, find Mm -hmm. her way to me this way. Or it's like, oh, she's this, you know, girl who's like kind of peculiar. And uh, so let me, I'll give her this because she wants, you know, to have a peek into our world so bad and she can play around with this. And then he doesn't realize she's going to take it seriously. And then when she calls on him, he's kind of like, well, I guess I kind of well, did this. I told her yeah. I'd come if she called. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So let's talk about the Vic. Okay. This is, uh, gentle listeners in si- uh, Shipper City, this is the Vic that I recommended on our Christmas episode or before we headed home for the holidays uh, with the long fix mm-hmm. recommendation. This is uh, almost 120,000 words. I want to say it's 38 chapters. Yes. Complete. Mm-hmm. And this was a total recommendation from Chelsea when I asked her do you have any super long fix that you would recommend to somebody and this was she was like yes there was one that I read that I really loved when I was in high school let me find it and I'll send it to you Mm -hmm. Um, and it's called The Goblin Market by by Viciously Witty I like it good name name, Mm -hmm. as always Um, and this was first posted on fanfiction.net yeah and and it's now on AO3 yeah it's now on AO3 with the Great Migration. Mm-hmm. So pick your poison there. So pick your poison. I read the summary before, but I will read it again because I think it's pretty great and it's what made me want to read it for an actual episode. But it says, Nine years after defeating the labyrinth, Sarah is in Ireland, a land of old magic, where legend suggests her victory comes with a price and her story is far from finished. Something ancient has been set in motion and Sarah finds herself at the center of a very old, very goblin tradition. As time passes, fruit ripens. Let the feast begin at the Goblin Market. Um, and I said, like I said, I would have read this probably if I picked this up off a shelf, as that was the background, mm-hmm. you know, and without it being Labyrinth fanfic, because I'm really drawn to stories that incorporate Celtic traditions and Old mm-hmm. Irish 
folklore and magic and things like that. Not that I find that part of folklore or whatever to be particularly, like I'm not drawn to all things Irish, even though I am Irish, Mm -hmm. but that side of things, that magical side and that like, you know, there was a whole, like there was a whole group of people, there was an entire country of people who believed one thing Mm -hmm. um, and they believed it so much that uh, it's kind of like they willed it to be, you know, this magic and these fairies and everything. And that that has been slowly dying over the last course of the century, centuries, that they've been a you know Catholic, um, yeah, a Catholic nation. But um, that yeah, that there are people that cling to these traditions and that they keep them alive and they keep the magic alive that way. I thought that was really cool. So yeah. I was really happy that she incorporated that in this fic. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell me in Shipper City mm-hmm. um, what it is that attracted you to this fic and what you liked about it when you were a kid and what you like about it now? Uh, so what attracted me to it was that it was long. Mm-hmm. First of all, when I was a kid, I just wanted to read novel length fix forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, Ooh, it's like a, it's like a decently long one. Like, you know, that means somebody put like thought into it, hopefully. Um, but also I liked the idea that, uh, the, uh, her running the labyrinth and, and beating it set something into motion Mm -hmm. like that she didn't know about i thought that was intriguing just summary wise yeah um so that's what drew me to it um and i knew the goblin market was like uh some sort of poem or something so i i had that background knowledge as well um but what i really liked um was all of the use of celtic folklore Mm -hmm. um i loved all of the like rich like I don't know I just I loved seeing this like world that I loved be kind of like cemented mm-hmm. in the real in real world traditions yeah I mean it was definitely this writer did a great job of building a very rich world around the labyrinth yeah like idea yeah and kind of filling it in um, to be a lot more realistic, almost. Mm-hmm. And and that thing that I love that we see so much in Harry Potter is that idea of those two worlds, our world and the magic world, existing side by side. Yes. And that there are places where, you know, there's you know there's softer walls, and you can mm-hmm. slip through them without meaning to. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can say the wrong things and set something in motion without realizing it, especially in a place like Ireland where they have all that history and they have that magic just kind of living in the ground still. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I did not know this was her first fanfic ever. Yeah. Good job. Right. Viciously witty. Like honestly, like like not saying that like at all. Game. Like yeah, yeah. Slam Coming, dunk, in <laughs> Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Um, so I was super impressed and clearly she knows a lot about the source material and mm-hmm. all of the stuff that she put in. Yeah. I mean, the, the author's notes and the disclaimers at the end of this do harken back to a time where we were worried about being sued by Anne Rice and all of her lawyers, but, uh, back to, you know, she just listed so many sources. Yeah. And like, if you want to read more about this, you can try this poem and you know, this is what this word means and this, I mean, definitions and... You know, she worked in, normally I hate when people write in dialect. 
Mm-hmm. Fucking hate it. Like, yeah. I know what an Irish accent sounds like. I don't need you to mm-hmm. be whatever. And she did it so well in this one. And It was more vernacular than dialect, which I yeah. liked. Like, talking, you know, using the words and, like, accenting them right. lightly. Yeah. Um, versus being like, oi. Yeah, yeah. You know. Where, <laughs> what was that? Kill me. That was terrible. Just, just making sounds. Like, <laughs> That's, nobody wants to read that, Jill. I know. Um, <laughs> so you, okay, so you read it when you were a teenager, and then obviously it left an impact because when I asked you for a recommendation, it was the first one that came to mind. And mm-hmm. But you'd said, you're like, I haven't read it since I was in high school. Yeah. It might not hold up. But you said this week that it did hold up. Oh, it totally held up for me. Yeah. Um, I, th- I found the characters to be very in character, which... Uh, some fix that I have read or read, um, Labyrinth Fix, mm-hmm. they make everything a little too lovey-dovey for yep. me. Um, for it to be like, I'll enjoy it as like a story. I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, love, I love love. But then thinking about it with the source material, yeah. it's like, eh, that's a little OC, right? right. Like, that's yeah. a little, like, that's not really their dynamic. I feel like this story really uh, pays tribute to their dynamic Mm -hmm. and how like they're not on good terms right like they last we saw they were like like they were having a showdown i'll say last we saw she bested him at a game that he made up created yeah and to trap her Mm -hmm. and he lost and i was not a very gracious loser Mm -mm. um I did say last night when I watched it, I said, I hope that when David Bowie left this earthly plane to go home, that he did just dissolve into a pile of beautiful white silk scarves and then <gasps> rise as an owl. And then rise as an owl. And that was his <laughs> fly off into the, into the night. And his family was like, we always knew that was what's going to happen. <laughs> like what, what a more, like what more beautiful, delightful way, way to, to transcend could you possibly I feel like, find? and I feel like it's not out of the realm of possibility that that might be what happened. <laughs> Obviously no one's going to share those last intimate details. So in my mind, yes, he just. Headcanon accepted. Headcanon accepted for David Bowie's actual death. <laughs> Scarves, then owl, gone. <laughs> then fly away into the night. Fly away into the night. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought that, I honestly, I thought like there were parts of this I didn't like it at first. Like I really See, and like I'm okay with that because like they're they're not supposed to get along mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be really like conflicted mm-hmm. and they're really like pushing at each other's buttons and Sarah still doesn't really know what she wants and yeah. Well, I like that she. I first of all, very grateful that it was she was 25 years old yeah. when she's doing this now or 24 or whatever. Um, and that she's tried to have a normal life. Yes. And tried to do all the normal things. And like someone who has experienced trauma. Something's holding her something's back. Something's holding her back. And she's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that she didn't address and that she didn't have time to process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I thought it was really realistic that somebody who went through, even if it was magic, like mm-hmm. who went through a crazy trial like that, mm-hmm. you know, in order to try and save her brother's life, like that would change you as a person. Oh, yeah. And not just in the moment. Like it would change you forever. Yeah, definitely. And you couldn't really 
deal with it because what's she going to go to therapy and be like well I guess it all started when the Goblin King kidnapped my brother yeah and they're going to be like okay here's a Valium well okay here's a Valium and I'm going to hit this little button underneath my desk you keep talking though and then the white coats come in (laughs) but uh but you know that she who would she talk to about it and then you know half the time she spent trying to convince herself that it didn't happen Mm -hmm. you know that she was crazy that she was dreaming whatever and that there were just but she keeps being reminded of it. And there's yeah. things that, you know, are calling out to her. And then I like that idea of like unfinished business. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when she bests him, when she beats the labyrinth, he's a fucking drama queen about it. And he dissolves into a pile of scars and then flies out the window as an owl. Like, you know, he's got a plan <laughs> brewing. Right. Like, like that's, no, there's no closure there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, she's, so he scarves owl and then she's back in her, Back in her bedroom. Back in her bedroom. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there's no there's no conclusion. Like, like, they don't really get to have, like, an understanding. Right. Yeah. So, it it definitely felt very open-ended and very, very unfinished, mm-hmm. um, which I think lends to, like, the creep factor because he's yeah. still an owl and he's still watching her outside of her window. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I really liked that that this dealt with that part. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like she was just waiting to go back. Yeah. Like, that she wanted to go back even. Yeah. Um, but there were, I mean, there were parts that were really hard to read that I was like, I don't, I don't ship them like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was, you know, I mean, I get it because I thought it was really in character for mm-hmm. him to be like, I gave you what you wanted. You want to come back here. I know you do. So I'm, you know, making you tricking my life. You into yeah, this. tricking you into this crazy marriage and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever ceremony and yeah. you know three day thing there's a whole thing guys you'll have to read it it's very complicated and there's I'm not, like a ritual I'm not exactly and a, sure i understood what was going on <laughs> on the second read through i got it a little more yeah, yeah. i mean I, I i got the gist yeah but it's a lot it's a it's a traditional um, i feel like if we knew more about like yes, celtic tradition yes. it's a, yeah it was definitely it's an old ritual that she laid out i'm sure very well yeah um it just it was meant to be confusing for Sarah. So it was confusing for us. So it was yeah. confusing for the reader as well. Um, but yeah, so he like tricks her into coming back to the castle and to being his wife. And um, it is it is cool that they did the role reversal where she... Yeah, but here's the thing, guys. Uh, the Goblin King has to have like a challenger or something for him to do this ritual and they say that the person who holds the most ill will for him <laughs> is the girl he's currently trying to trick to become his bride. So they're yeah. like, so Sarah, you get to decide what his trial is. Right. And what does Sarah say? What does Sarah say? You're going to run the labyrinth just like I did, bitch. bitch. No magic, nothing. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was really. That was such a fun role reversal for yeah, me to I was... like. Has that something that happened in other fics that you read? Yeah. Yeah? Um, Yeah. Uh, Sometimes it's Sarah has to rerun the labyrinth, but now she has, like, either some magic or now she has, like, more allies Mm -hmm. um, or different allies. Um, There are a couple fics where Jareth runs the labyrinth. Mm -hmm. um, And it's usually, like, a bad guy OC has... uh, done something to Sarah and he has plopped Jareth outside the labyrinth. Oh, okay. And so he runs the labyrinth to get back to, to, her, get to her to her. save her to save or her. something. 
I like this. So I like this. I like this more. Yeah. Yeah. That she was in the position of power. Although I didn't always, I mean, I didn't ever feel like she ever had the one up on him the whole time. Yeah. Not really. Which is fine. Um, But it honestly wasn't until the last five chapters that I read that it was kind of more obvious that you know, I was, I was, I guess, I guess I could say I was just as surprised as Sarah was mm-hmm. that she didn't actually want to leave. Yeah. And it didn't feel like a Stockholm syndrome kind of thing. Yeah. Where sometimes that's, you know, the beauty and the beast joke yeah, that yeah, people yeah. say like, oh yeah, he locked her in a tower and then she was all his. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that she really did like fight against this and she came to this conclusion that she wanted to be with him because by the time she realized that, that they were equals. Yeah. And it wasn't, he wasn't in that position of, you know, lording it over her anymore. And when he sent her back, because mm-hmm. she, he, you know, whatever, stuff happens in the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so the whole time she's like, send me home, send me home. I don't want to be here. I hate you. I yeah, hate this and he's place. he's like, shut up. Shut up. No, you love me. I win. You lose. Yeah. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. But we laughed her. <laughs> um, but the whole time, so she's fighting against this, whatever. And at the end, he finally lets her go. Like, he... Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. You, you want again. Okay, I'll give you what you want, what you keep asking for. And he mm-hmm. sends her home. And it's not like, you know, at first she's grateful to be back. Mm-hmm. But it's that... And it's not like she's miserable. She doesn't yeah. have a horrible life. No, no, she's fine. It's just that, you know, she realizes that there's something missing and she just had it. Mm-hmm. And she didn't realize it. Yeah. So, like... Her going back on her own, I felt, was a really good, like, actually going back. Not yeah. being tricked into going back. Yeah, not no. Making accidentally, a choice yeah. with all the knowledge that she had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I, I really did. Making an informed decision as yes. an adult. Yes. I was very proud of her. Yes. At the end. I was like, good. There's no rapey vibe here. There's no weird, you know pedophilia kind of too creepy you were just waiting for her to turn 18 kind of thing um yeah I really felt like when she did go back that it was because he was her equal yeah you know and not he wasn't seeing like nobody's gonna challenge her the way that he does right like nobody's gonna like yeah they're they're equals by the end Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so um I didn't know I shipped it Uh, and and now I kind of ship it I mean I'm I'm probably I probably won't go looking for a lot more fix. That's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll read them all it. for us. Um, <laughs> about it. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I certainly didn't hate this fic. I really, you know, it was immersive. It was really fun to get swept up in. The Harlequin mask guys, I thought were delightful. That is a completely like. The, the stuff that she made up was so much creepier and so much better I loved it. Than like the original monsters. Like I I think. She she took it to a, a little more somber place. Yeah. Which I mean, is well, I feel like it was a yeah. little bit more of an adult place, you know? Yeah. And Sarah's an adult and, right. yeah. you know, coming back, it would change how she sees everything mm-hmm. for sure. But the I mean the the yeah, the Harlequin the the players, mask guys, the mask guys yeah. yeah change faces changes change faces, faces change places yeah i enjoyed that scene when jareth has to put on the mask mm-hmm. and kind of like confront what he really wish yeah 
he should what he wished he could have said or should have said and like really understanding from sarah's point of view why she had to go back and why she wouldn't want to stay right like and not having that anger against her for that anymore Mm -hmm. i felt like that was a really important character moment yeah no it was a really great it was a really great plot device it was such a great plot device i loved it yeah i remember that is one of the one things i remembered from Mm Uh, my first time reading it many moons mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Um, when I wrecked it to you, I was like, I think this is the one that has the Harlequin mask guys. Uh-huh. And I remember them being very, like, wonderful plot devices. Yeah. I mean, the and like the the Cravelings. Yeah, the Cravelings. Like, I actually got a chill reading They're that. They're spooky. They're, yeah. Cravelings are spooky. I mean, and I was like, why do they have to be cats, though? Everybody <laughs> oh, cats are cats. wonderful. I would, I would probably happily feed myself to the cats. <laughs> they were like, oh, you got lost. I'm like, but you seem hungry. It's okay. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's fine. Just make it quick. <laughs> just death by kitty. It's something I've always wanted. So, you know, no big deal. But yeah, I mean, a lot of. She did her homework, and she did a lot of work building what was already a really rich world. I feel like she did a lot to build it even further and really um, really make it a really fun read. Mm-hmm. And those mermaids that trick you into drowning, I was like... Yeah, there was a lot of like, creepy shit that went on. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> hey, where was this half of the labyrinth? That's a different rating movie. the other door? <laughs> Yeah, what? Was this through the other door, number door? If I'd known this shit was waiting, it would have gone the other way. Um, yeah, just like I said. It was. was it just, was, though. It was through the other door. Yeah, it was. It was through the other door. <laughs> I forgot. <Who> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, you know, that she was thinking that she had the upper hand the whole time he was running the labyrinth and she kept unintentionally helping him. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like she was being tricked into helping him. It was like she was doing things and not realizing yeah. that she was doing it to help him, thinking yeah. that she was doing what he'd done to her. Yeah. And she wasn't. Mm-hmm. So, in conclusion, two thumbs up. Didn't yeah. know I shipped it. Now I can't ship it. I like it. It's a good one. <laughs> I like it very much. I read it in one day. Uh, one day, Emily was like, we're going to read this. And I was like, okay, good. And I didn't think about the fact that it wasn't for many weeks that we were going to do it. And I, and I read it that night. Like no one could get a hold of me. I was just engrossed. I feel so bad because I didn't get to read the last two chapters because I had two other fix that I had to read for other episodes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, I need to, I, it's been open since I sent you that text. It was like, I'm reading this this week. It's my on the bus Mm-hmm. thing and you know then 38 chapters I felt like an old lady I was like I just can't read fic like I used to <laughs> I used to be able to tear through 38 chapters in two days no problem and I just I mean and again it's it's a heavy it's a heavy dense fic yeah it's like, a dense read yeah it's a dense read like you can't skim because mm-hmm. you'll miss super important stuff so um don't spoil the ending for me I won't I feel like I know what happens yeah, and like like you said, if I you could think of like specific things that happened in the last two chapters, I'm not missing anything. Yeah, but I will finish it. Okay, good. And we can talk about it off mic. <laughs> off mic. <laughs> Once I'm done, if you really want to. Okay. <laughs> um, but I yeah, I don't know that I'd personally go looking for more labyrinth fic, but I would certainly watch the movie again. Yes. 
And because someday I'll be crying at my house and it'll be on and you'll probably have to. So <laughs> and this this will be non-negotiable. <laughs> um, it's like, do you want me to keep crying or do you want me to watch this movie? <laughs> you make the choice. So definitely watch the film again. Happily talk about it. Obviously, this was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but that uh, if, for instance, my lovely co-host would want to send me a fic that was like, hey, this is good. I think you'd I, like it. I was going to say, if I find one yeah. uh, that I think is is good enough, yeah. Because I feel like you know me well enough to know what kind I, of fics I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can we can wreck a fic to each other. Yeah. We can we can do that. We're, we're that level of friends. Not to brag. <laughs> Friendship goals. Okay. I can't wreck a fic to a lot of my friends, guys. <laughs> and I do this. This is what you do. This is why I do this. I had to let this out somehow. (laughs) And you guys are all just reaping the benefits 30 episodes later. But do we have any closing thoughts on Labyrinth? Uh, It's a delightful movie that makes my heart full. And uh, it's a beautiful tale for the ages. (laughs) A lovely coming of age story. Puppet mastery Uh, at its finest. Uh. I could just spew a bunch of fun facts, but I don't think that's why people are here. Um, also, uh, <laughs> the the ballroom song from Labyrinth will be my first dance at my wedding. Perfect. Uh, my future spouse, if I'm ever lucky to have one, uh, does not know that yet. But what if it's non-negotiable? What if they do? Because it, they want it to be the first dance. At they also their want wedding. it to be. The- yes. I mean, obviously, that's best case scenario. That's best case scenario. That's best case scenario. And I'm not above giving somebody that hint. <laughs> You're like, like, you want to really impress Chels. Isn't this a great song? Wouldn't you just love to dance with your future wife at like your wedding? Doesn't it sound just beautiful? Like, conjure up all these great images. It's so pretty. David Bowie in white stretch pants. It's so pretty, though. <laughs> and it's really like that song is so sweet. It's beautiful. The it's whole beautiful. Scene is beautiful. No, that song is so beautiful because it's really like, uh, oh, I'm going to be there and I'm going to love you until the world falls apart, like and forever. She's and... rocking those sleeves and that blowout. I know. It's. That is a fine bit of hair there. Ms. I have more Connelly. than I have on more than one occasion contemplated spending upwards of a thousand dollars to have someone make me a Sarah ballroom cosplay for a con. Um, I won't because I don't have that money, nor could I ever like reasonably like spend that money of my right mind. Um, Look, the podcast is going to take off, okay? And when we're raking in... <laughs> when we're raking in the dough, I'll get my cosplay, in the God damn it! I will pay I'll you I'll get married in that cosplay. <laughs> and we will get you that cosplay. Um, also, somebody, if anybody wants to donate a lot of their time and <laughs> supplies and make hey guys, Chelsea... Hey, <laughs> so, If someone on Etsy has, like, like oh. send me your measurements, I'll make this for you. And I'm always like, oh, God damn it. And charge you a thousand dollars It's less than a thousand dollars, but it but shouldn't it's be. Close. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you need to... We, PSA, pay artists and creators for their time and talent. Absolutely. But... But also, understand. don't spend money you don't have. <laughs> yes. Understand that paying a thousand dollars for a cosplay when you're not, you know, Elon Musk. <laughs> it's hard to uh, wrap your head around. Yeah, it's hard to wrap your head around. And maybe don't don't be willy-nilly with your finances yeah. for fi- fandom. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe get a maybe get a painting. <laughs> yeah, maybe go to a, con get a lovely and, print. And, yeah, buy a print. <laughs> That'll be a good start. Mm-hmm. Support a local artist with fifteen dollars. Buy an enamel pin. 
Get a denim jacket. <laughs> you pin that shit on. Oh, man. Well, thank you for... Literally, thank you for letting <laughs> me have an outlet to just be myself. Oh, my, you're like, so purest, very welcome. My purest nerd form. That's I'm so. That's what this is here for. It's a safe I know, space. I know. But like, this is like, I can talk to anybody about, you know, Marvel or right. Harry Potter generally. Mm-hmm. But this is not. This is something that's very important to me that I do not get to talk to many people it's a about. Niche. It's, it's a niche vi- fandom. I know. <laughs> Girl, I know. <laughs> Bitch, you ain't telling me anything. I don't know. <laughs> no. So, um, so yeah. Thank you for uh, letting me of go course. a little bit crazy. But it's I also I, got to learn so much about about your husband. About my husband. <laughs> I also got to learn so much about your husband, and that we are also best friends. <laughs> when did that happen? I don't know. Right now. <laughs> happened today, guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> Um, but we are going to get out of here. I want you all to have the best week. Watch a cult classic if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, Labyrinth is not streaming for free on anything. So pay a couple bucks, rent it, don't pirate it, and uh, tell us what you think. Read this fic. Goblin Market by Viciously Witty will be in the show notes. And thanks so much for listening. And above all, as always, get your ship together. Get your ship together.